25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And we've got a little bit of a car cast situation going on today. We're uh, the two of us are currently in the car. I don't know where we're going though. Where are we? Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to Nationwide Arena. Got it. Got it. What What happens there? Oh, only the highly anticipated event of the season with the Columbus Blue Jackets home opener game. Well, here's hoping that it is not the highly, most highly anticipated game of the year. Hopefully we're playing some meaningful games in April, but that is true. We are on our way down to the Blue Jackets home opener. They'll uh, take on the Tampa Bay Lightning this evening, um, which is sure to be a, a really great matchup. No love lost between these two teams. The Blue Jackets are coming off of a 4-1 to loss against the Carolina Hurricanes, which um, you know, that loss is what it is, but I know the story that every Blue Jackets fan is talking about right now is the fact that Patrick Laine suffered an elbow sprain in the matchup during the second period and did not return and is going to be out for three to four weeks. So no Patty in the lineup tonight, Laura. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, it was really unfortunate because uh, Patrick did actually kick off the Blue Jackets regular season scoring by scoring a goal. Uh, the first goal in the Carolina game um, on Wednesday and then very shortly afterwards uh, did get run into the boards and like Jeremy said um, is now recovering from an elbow sprain Uh, it is you know (laughs) it's a very Blue Jackets way to start a season Um, but I don't think that at least I'm not panicking as much as I think other fans are right now and of course Johnny is taking a lot of weird heat from the press and you know even Patrick himself is getting you know chirped at especially by Calgary fans and you know it was one game and these things happen players get injured all the time it's part of the game I think my concern more so is that is Patrick going to be able to play in three weeks when the team is in Finland his home country his hometown and games that we know that he's been really looking forward to you know ever since they decided to continue the global series so um but like I told Jeremy yesterday um, if I know anything about Patrick I know that Lars is gonna have to get a pack of rabbit dogs and several sticks in order to keep him uh from the ice when the team is in Finland yeah I have to agree with you on that and that is the thing right that is the most difficult about this injury to me I know you know we've talked a little bit off air Laura about this is a pretty brutal start to the season for the Blue Jackets. You and I took a look at their at their schedule, and uh, there aren't very many cakewalks happening here. We've got a matchup, I believe, against Arizona in the mix here. Got a game, I believe, against the Devils. And so a couple of games in there in these first, like, 12 games that are, you know, teams of the Blue Jackets should probably have no trouble no trouble beating with a healthy lineup, but you take Patrick Lining out of the equation, then you consider the fact that they start this season with Carolina, Tampa Bay, St. Louis. <laughs> I think they come back home for Nashville, and they have Pittsburgh. It's it's such a brutal stretch to be missing one of your 
top two forwards um, on this roster. I mean, never a good time for injury. It's like you said, though. I mean, injuries happen in this sport. That's why playing 82 games is such a big deal because the likelihood of it happening for a player is slim to none. I think the Jackets had, what, I want to say two or three players last season that had. Yeah, two. Gus Nyquist and Andrew Peak, who played yeah. all 82 uh, games. Um, and that we can only really say thanks for because there was that COVID break in December um, that did give the teams about two weeks off. So, you know, if those two did have anything, which I do think that Gus had COVID, but it was during that yeah, sort of stretch right. of time. And so, yeah, it's very rare for a player to to make it through all 82 games, plus even in the, into the postseason, too, if your team is lucky enough to make it. But, yeah, we have – and it's not just us that feel this way. Um, I think I told Jeremy off-air that the Capitals announcers the other night um, for the last preseason game were talking about how rough our, like – first three weeks of scheduling is as far as our opponents go and so it's going to be interesting and we also had the the knock to the fact that Elvis Merles, Elvis Merzlikens our you know definite number one goaltender uh, ended up arriving in Carolina on Wednesday um, with a sickness um, which we guess we definitely know wasn't COVID related because he is back in the lineup um, tonight for the home opener um, as the backup to Daniil Tarasov, but we just, poor Terry, man, we just threw him to the wolves. Um, and, and it's a good thing that he was able to recover from his his surgery, you know, pretty quickly and, and had a successful recovery because obviously the Jackets are still without Jonas Corposalo, who underwent a very similar, if not the exact same surgery, you know. But just um, a month later. Right. Right, and so it's one of those things where, thankfully, the the Jackets are are able to lean on Daniil here a little bit, and hopefully he's able to get some really good experience here in the NHL and also snag a couple of wins for the Jackets in any amount of games that he's playing before Jonas Corposalo is uh, healthy again to to return to the bench to back up Elvis Merzlikens. But, yeah, interesting choice today. The Jackets are going with Daniil Tarasov once again as their starting goaltender. Uh, you know, of course, they, they do travel to St. Louis. Is the game against St. Louis on Saturday or Sunday? It's tomorrow, so they're going to leave tonight after the game. Yeah, so so you've got to assume, right, that Elvis is going to be uh, in net on, on Saturday to make his debut against the St. Louis Blues. But, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be quite the matchup tonight, Laura. Obviously, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning are not quite as um, as stocked as they have been in years past. They're a team that is almost certainly still a playoff contender. They're, they're even – there's obviously potential for them to win the Atlantic again this year. But it's uh, it's going to be a little bit of a, an ugly matchup, I think, tonight. The Jackets showed on Thursday – that, or excuse me, on Wednesday – that they are not afraid of being a little bit mean this year. And uh, I got to tell you, I loved it. Justin Danforth was pretty physical on Wednesday against the Hurricanes. And obviously players like Eric and Branson and Matthew Olivier were throwing around their body as well. So I think you've got to be excited for this one if you're going down to Nationwide, if you're catching it on TV too. It's just going to be a lot of fun to see how the Jackets are going to respond after uh, a little bit of adversity here at the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, obviously, like we said, a tough start to the season schedule-wise. But... 
it gets even tougher when you throw in a couple of these wrenches. So uh, definitely not looking forward to that. I just also ran over a, a plastic water bottle. <laughs> so if you, if you hear that in the background, that's uh, just the joys of doing a podcast in the car. Yeah, it just flew off Final Destination style of the truck in front of us and there was nowhere to go. But but yeah, so Laura, going into to this matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, you know, we took in the Wednesday night festivities at the R bar and you know actually hopped on the artillery podcast and had a good time with them and and did it did a little bit of drinking and all that kind of stuff had a good time but there was also a hockey game to watch today so what were some of your takeaways from Wednesday and as we go into today's matchup against the Lightning how are you feeling about where the team is right I think that um we actually came out really strong in Carolina. I mean, we, it was scoreless through the entire first period. Like you said, um, we are definitely a more aggressive team than we have been in years past. There were definitely um, a lot of hits and a lot of uh, hits coming from different people. Um, and you told me before the game started that actually Matthew Olivier um, was allowed to give a little like lesson during practice um, before the Carolina game where he was teaching some of the guys um, who aren't as physical and who have probably never been in um, or at least never initiated um, a fight on ice so he was finally able to show off what he does best and hopefully um, convince some of his teammates that it's okay if they need to drop the gloves from time to time um but yeah, they were definitely way more physical. Um, I thought they came out into the second period like with the same amount of energy, and it's just you know as we said, like we did start off the scoring um, for the whole game in early on in the second period. Patrick had you know a very Patrick Line style goal, um, and the look on his face was like yes, which just makes this injury like even more so like a little bit crushing for everyone because he was he played really well and you're you're really starting to see that chemistry that that could be built up between him and Johnny and Boone Jenner um and you could just tell that him leaving the game you know really took the wind out of um a lot of their sails and you know we kind of thought Carolina went back and scored pretty quickly after our first goal um but then there was like this bright shiny moment that maybe we had pulled it all together um with this just awesome power play goal by Cole Sillinger you know everyone was excited the whole bench was you know up and you know up and celebrating him and as the Blue Jackets go that goal that goal got called back for offsides Um, which is just, you know, I'm sure we will hold the record again this season for the number of goals. I have to say, there is no way it wasn't the first goal overturned. Oh, it has to be. Unless, for some reason, Nashville and San Jose had had a moment, but yeah, that was just rough to, to experience. And that, like, again, and we've talked about it before, like, that has to be so deflating like that has to just oh and it was you could see them like you could just see well I mean obviously with Cole because it was his goal and pissed off yeah he I mean this is his sophomore season he knows you know he's very getting very comfortable in the NHL and so 
to have something like this and to have something just so classically blue jackets-esque um so much so that like other teams like I think they um sort of celebrate I mean obviously they celebrate that we got a goal overturned but they celebrate the fact that it's for this very common reason um so and we discussed it like on our way home from the R bar the other night it's just like Lars is really gonna have to work with them on not letting these things like injury or obviously these offside calls or whatever goals getting overturned not letting it suck all the energy out of them right because they have to be able to overcome those things and continue because the game has to go on and they have to keep trying and I know that they'll get there it was literally the first game there's nerves there's all these sort of all these sorts of things and you know the Canes are a very dynamic team to play against and their fans are insane so it can be a hard room to be in so I'm hoping personally that tonight you know being at home having I believe a sold-out crowd at Nationwide Arena tonight um, will be exactly what the guys need to to put that oomph back in to uh, their game because you know obviously it's a bummer that Patrick is going to be out for the next few weeks but it is exciting that Justin Danforth is going to get an opportunity to be on that top line with, which is a choice it is a choice but he had a really great camp um and we'll see you know I'm sure Lars if it's not working right away he's gonna you know rescind it or whatever sure. but he is gonna get a chance to be on that top line um, sorry, someone hit a button. <laughs> I don't know why it started playing. <laughs> I didn't. Fine. I I don't know. It's all good. It's all uh, good. <laughs> sorry, that was a little bit of the Backstreet Boys Christmas album that dropped today that I was forcing Jeremy to listen to earlier. Um, but yeah, so Justin Danforth is going to be given that opportunity, and then um, because of Patrick being out, uh, Kent Johnson is going to get to be put back into the lineup. Um, for his very first home opener as a Blue Jacket. Um, and I read the transcript of his pre-game uh, media availability, and this kid is stoked. He is very excited that he's getting to draw into the lineup. And, yeah, it's going to be – I think it'll be fun. It's going to be great uh, to just be there with so many members of the fifth line. Um, it's going to be, again, a very different – opening night than we even saw last year. I know last year we were still wearing masks. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be great. And there's going to be so much festivities and frivolity before the game, which we're really excited about. Yeah, no, it'll be a, it'll be a good time for sure. And, and I mean, you know, kind of brushing over that Ken Johnson thing a little bit there, like that to me is an important indicator of where certain people are on this depth chart, right? Like, you know, a lot of people had a lot of feelings about when people got sent down, where they got sent down to, and, and we've talked about the, the logistics of why certain people get sent down when they do, and uh, it, it's just fascinating. Now we know for sure that at least at this point in the season, and at least at this point in their development, the Blue Jackets are leaning more into Ken Johnson as, as a guy to, to call off, off the bench. Uh, to replace Patrick Lyonnais, not not verbatim replace Patrick Lyonnais, but you know take his uh, spot on the ice. And uh, Liam Foodie finds himself still healthy, scratched tonight, and so you know that's tough for for Liam, I'm sure. But I think a lot of Blue Jackets fans aren't surprised with that information, and 
you know, it's going to be interesting to see, okay, you know, we've got a couple of guys in this lineup still that could potentially, you know, move up and down in the lineup, and we'll see if that affects whether or not Liam Foodie uh, gets sent down to Cleveland at any point to, to you know, get some time on the ice. I think you and I both agree that having him ride Pine in Columbus and sit in the press box isn't exactly helpful for his development either, and so it's just going to be fascinating to see how long the Blue Jackets can hold on to Foodie before they feel the need to send him down to get some experience. Yeah, I think that, I mean, depending I think depending on how Kent does is, is going to be a big factor into that, and they may do a little bit of, like, rotation. Like, Kent gets a game, Liam gets a game, like, or, you know, 2-2, whatever, you know, just to get them both out there and make it worth it for having them as healthy scratches as we continue forward, because obviously we know now that we're going to need to fill a spot for at least the next few weeks for Patrick, so, and we also know that probably unless, unless Justin Danforth pops off tonight on this uh, first line, that that person is also going to be rotating out with Johnny and Boone, Um, but, so it's going to be interesting, and again, it's a, it's a, complicated start to the Blue Jackets season but you know we we never like to do things easily and it's you know greatness takes patience and greatness takes practice and you know we've got a lot of new potential and I think still a lot of things to look forward to even if it is not the best start um, to a season. Yeah and, and I have to say I I get a little lost in, in where we're at with uh, with this first line right now only because I think this line has kind of gone from being exactly what you would want in a first line with a high caliber forward such as Johnny Gaudreau and then obviously at the time Patrick Laine, but fascinating that this line becomes a little bit grittier, right? Like, I mean, to have a Boone Jenner and a Justin Danforth skating on the same line, you know, obviously those are two guys who you know, have a pretty solid 200-foot game, and and I don't know that I necessarily call either one of them a game-breaker, and so uh, obviously Johnny Gaudreau is somebody who can do that for them, but I don't know that I would say that I would classify either Boone Jenner or Justin Danforth as an elite goal scorer, and so it's going to be fascinating to see if either one of them can can step into that role of Patrick Laine and and put the puck in the back of the net at a higher rate because Johnny Goudreau is able to find them. I personally, I don't know if it'll happen tonight. I don't know if it'll happen at any point during this time that Patty's out, but I would love to just see for a few shifts, Johnny Goudreau, Boone Jenner, and Igor Chinnikov. Ooh. I would love to see it. I, I And I don't know that it works, and I don't know that Chinny is, I mean, like, Call a spade a spade. Chinny is not uh, first line forward at this stage in his development. Right. Like, but in terms of trying to find as much of a skill set as possible to match with what Patrick brought to that first line and, and will bring to that first line this season, I don't know if I looked up and down the roster if I see anybody other than Igor Chinnikov that kind of does that. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see it. I don't know if I'm going to get my way at any point. I know I probably won't get that tonight unless something's really not working, but uh, I'm going to hold my breath that maybe at some point during this three to four weeks we see that for Chinny. Well, and he did have, a, you know, a really impressive camp, and uh, he did score, I think, the most goals in the entire NHL during preseason. He had six 
um, which is absolutely what we have been anticipating seeing from him. And I think that he's really getting a sense of playing in North America and being in the NHL. And I'm sure his um, his English is much stronger now having a, a whole season in. And I'm sure he did a little bit of work on it over the summer just so that he can uh, better communicate with his coaches and his teammates. But um, yeah, it's it's set to be an exciting year for him. And it would be great if he could in these you know few weeks since we're waiting for Patrick to to heal up that he maybe get a chance to to be on that line because you gotta you gotta think that anyone who's being added to that line with Boone and Johnny are thinking man I gotta be on my best behavior and I gotta do you know whatever I can to to stay up on this line or make this line look good and um it's gonna be interesting I think like I said I think Lars might try out a few different combinations and that's definitely a solid one so um, we'll just we'll just have to see, but it's it's going to be Justin Danforth in the in the hot seat tonight. So, and it will be one hot seat for sure because all eyes are going to be on that line, it, pretty much every night, but especially tonight without Patty in it. So, uh, obviously though, like before we record our next episode, like we said, the Jackets also travel to St. Louis before uh, you know taking on uh, the next week when we'll record our next episode, and so obviously. Uh, that's going to be a much different team than they played in Columbus uh, the other night for uh, that preseason uh, whooping that they gave them. <laughs> uh, I'm just hoping that the Jackets can find a way to get to St. Louis uh, quicker than the Blues got to Columbus the other night. But uh, I, you and I kind of had a little bit of a, a conversation off the air about whether or not we thought the Blue Jackets were a better team than the Blues. I am of the opinion that I don't know that they are quite there at this point, but you, you think that we were a little bit closer. And so what are you hoping – after this weekend, what are you hoping realistically the Blue Jackets record is when we record our next episode? Um, ultimately, I would like it to be 2-1 with us winning tonight and us winning on Saturday. Your desired outcome is the Blue Jackets win hockey games? That's so weird. I know, right? Um, I've never guessed. But I would, I would just be happy if it was 1-2, and two, meaning that we win either tonight or tomorrow before we face Vancouver. Because I just think going into next week having three games so close together in the start of the season um going in 0 and 3 it's such a hard thing for teams to overcome and I know that they've done it before didn't you tell me they had a 0 and 8 start of a season one year yeah but to say that they overcame that would be a vastly inaccurate statement they were not a good team that year <laughs> but still they won games eventually so yeah, they didn't go 0 and 82 I don't know that anybody ever has but but you know it would just it would be nice if um, they can sort of get some get a win or two um, under their belt because there's also a lot of home games coming up and I know for all teams it's more difficult to um, play games or to lose games when you're at home because you desperately don't want to disappoint the the hometown crowd and I think for Columbus Blue Jackets fans um, there's just there's a lot of hype around around this season, and of course, you're you're always gonna see those like somewhat fringe bandwagony fans that come on this season, which all are welcome. Always, of course, we always want to grow grow the game. But some people who aren't as um, hockey knowledgeable yet, who are gonna be critical um, of the team, probably unnecessarily, probably sometimes necessary, but. Um, 
yeah, it's just, it would be nice for them to get at least one win under their belt um, in the next couple of days. Yeah, you really don't want to start a season 0-3. I mean, really, any at any point in the, in the NHL, you you never want to lose three games in a row, right? Like, that's just not, not good for morale. It's not good. I mean, because it might not feel like a lot, but three games is... Is, is quite the, the stretch to, to stay out of the win column. And, and obviously, like you mentioned at the start of the season, um, you know, you want to avoid that if possible. So I my ideal situation, and, like, I would be over the moon ecstatic about this, is if you come back from St. Louis with a 1-1-1 one, one, one record, snag a point in St. Louis, get a win in, in Columbus against Tampa Bay tonight, and that would, I think, feel good for all involved, wouldn't you say? Which game are you saying we're going into overtime? St. Louis. Oh, okay. Yeah, I care about you too much to tell you that we're going to lose in overtime to Tampa Bay. <laughs> I, I would never put you through that. But, but yeah, so, Laura, we are about 15 minutes away from Nationwide Arena, so we'll start putting a bow on this one. Um, just kind of, like, what are you most excited about for opening night? Um, I'm just, you know, I'm excited to, they're bringing back the blue carpet, so I'm excited to see the guys get to make their big entrance um, into Nationwide Arena. That was so fun um, the year that, or I guess 2019 would have been the last time that we went to it. Yeah, it was when you got put on camera giving Pierre-Luc Dubois a high five. I did. Um, But it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to see fans that haven't been able to have that experience before um and the blue jackets do such a great job of providing activities and um different festivities for everyone that comes down early to um to the game i do not know why my phone used playing music it's really annoying anyway um but no and i'm also excited our friend megan um, is going to be there with her lovely boyfriend Reese, but also for the very first time, uh, she is bringing her brother, um, who is traditionally a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, um, but is uh, putting putting down his Bolts jersey uh, to don some Blue Jackets gear um, for the home opener. So it's it'll be nice, and we're going to get to see just a lot of our our hockey friends and hopefully meet uh, some of all of you because like we've said if you see us please do not be afraid to approach I'm sorry in advance if I am weird Jeremy won't be but um, <laughs> Jeremy's sorry in advance if he's a little inebriated <laughs> uh, but we are always happy to meet uh, other fans and listeners and and whatnot so hopefully we're going to be doing some of that and it's just going to be nice to be um, at home in our arena and with you know a sold out crowd and just all the all the things welcome home friends we're we're excited to be down there laura didn't ask me what i'm most excited about but i'm gonna tell you oh sorry Um, it's okay uh so i am just excited to see all of the the different i mean i am kind of a geek for like the the game day experience stuff and and there have been years where the blue jackets game day experience hasn't always been the most fun but (laughs) In the years past, it's, it's gotten really, really good, and, and I'm excited to see what that team has in store for all the fans tonight, and then moving forward for the rest of the season. It's always a good time, and uh, that that hype video. There's nothing like a, a season opener hype video uh, to really just get your your blood flowing, and um, you know, just kind of to get ready for the season, and uh, you know, it, it just 
Ah, uh, it's exactly what you need. It's the same as blasting Machine Head as you as you go to the arena. Which um, as soon as we stop hitting record on this, <laughs> we will be playing. So yes, and I'm absolutely sure. I mean, just from the little bits of photos that uh, the team has posted over the last couple of weeks, the new promos that they did um, are going to be we're going to look really really cool and we are a little bit biased of course but we always think that our team's PR team does the best job so I'm excited to see all of that hard work come together uh, as well without a doubt so Laura uh, you know obviously going to be a quick turnaround on listening to this one if you're listening to this episode folks so uh, hopefully you're listening to this on your way down to the arena that's kind of our hope but uh, you know maybe you're not maybe you're just like reminiscing on me and Laura's trip down to the area and uh, if so welcome and thanks for sticking around I guess. Just being absolutely marveled at how great the sound quality and the absolute Olympics that it's taking right now to make this as the just to give you a visual the mic is way less chaotic than the one time we did this oh one time we did hang a mic from my rear view mirror um and it just sort of swung back and forth while we were trying to record but this time our mic is uh sitting in between us and it's already fell over one time so if you hear like a weird muffled part it's because it fell over and was leaning against my arm and i could not at the time move it so i'm just trying to cuddle yeah you know it's fine but it is a feat of great uh, strength and ability that we do car cast. And this is also a throwback to uh, early days of Subjectively Speaking when we did this a little bit more regularly and recorded in the car. So Well, we had one episode where we were like eating Taco Bell in the rain at Otterbein. <laughs> Our sad Taco Bell rain podcast. And yes. we didn't even have a mic for that. I just recorded it on the Anchor app. <laughs> yes, that's true. We've that come a long way, you guys. Growth is if you've been here with us, thing. if you've been here with us from the start, we have we've come a long way. But also, are you okay for sticking around this long? Like, are you good? Are you mentally stable? Me? Not you. The fans who have listened to us since those days. Oh. Like, let's hold on to this. I'm just assuming that all of them who have been with us from the beginning are also like neurodivergent and have to be right you know, are okay and maybe feel a little bit comforted that other people are also manic and it's not just them. So, I mean, it happens. There are two acronyms that run my life. And that is ADHD and CBJ. (laughs) Maybe we should put that on a shirt. Maybe we should. Uh, But... Uh, Laura, let the folks know where they can keep up with us. Obviously, you know for sure I'm going to have some snarky live tweeting going on tonight. But uh, where can they find that and where can they find us uh, in other places? And uh, tri- or not a trigger warning, but a uh, spoiler alert, I suppose, if you haven't listened to the Artillery's episode yet. Um, Laura, you've got to nail this one. Oh, I absolutely have to because I, I made a fool. I'm sorry. Anyone who listened to us on the Artillery podcast... I hope that you know I'm not a dumb girl. Like, wow, you almost just called yourself a dumb B-word. I did almost do that. Um, but then I thought some people would be like, instead of reassuring me, they'd be like, you were really mean to yourself. and like. Honestly, no. I actually normalize telling Laura when she's mean to herself. <sighs> but no, I messed up when they asked us to say, and I went in so confident, you guys. I went in like so, so confident. Yeah. I may have even said, this is where I thrive. And then I just well, totally. Wait a minute. Yeah, you, well, you did. You did say that verbatim. I just absolutely totally bit it. And that is then afterwards found out that I bit it another time too, though I wasn't aware of. And Jeremy had to tell me. So 
my apologies if I let you all down when we were on the artillery, but here we are. So you can find us on social media at Twitter on Twitter and Instagram at Subjectively Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Subjectively Speaking. Um, if you want to check out our website, which we've actually been kind of talking about maybe doing a couple of other things on our website this season. So keep your eyes peeled on that. It's subjectivelyspeaking.com. Um, if you want to support your two favorite hockey podcasters and get yourself some sweet merch in exchange, you can check out our brand new merch site, subject- subjectivelymerch.com. It does currently have our brand new Here's Johnny um, logo if you want to um, welcome Johnny to Columbus. And then also our, um, ba- or not our basic, but like our general podcast logo um, with the hockey microphone and the Ohio flag. So we will be adding the rest of our uh, logos and merch items here shortly. We're just incredibly, well, Jeremy is. Jeremy's an incredibly busy person and I don't know how to do things. So, <laughs> um, but check that out. And then lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Please scroll on down, hit five stars. It is our favorite number. Um, and we, again, don't know how the algorithm works, but we just know that ratings and stars and likes and reviews and all that sort of crap um, <laughs> helps us get noticed in the hockey podcast charts and also helps to bring more people to this lovely little community that we are building. But other than that, we just love and appreciate appreciate you all so much. My favorite number is actually seven. That's not an option. It is, I know, but I just felt like I needed to let you know after after you've said that how many times? Like, have you done, like, the ex, like, exit thing? And you're like, it is our favorite number. And I'm always like, <sighs> I'm lying to the people. My favorite number is seven. Can we still be friends? Yes, but I, did you have to rain on my parade on air? Yeah, I did. Okay. Also, how much longer are we allowed to say that it's brand new Johnny Hockey merch when it came out in July? I don't know. Until people will start buying it. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But um, until next time, folks, hopefully you're coming out of the game. Enjoy it. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And we will talk to you all very soon. Bye. Bye.